everyone this is your girl q also known as lady law poet and i'm just here to update you on a project that i'm working on it's called hey sis let me fix your crown and the series is going to be available on amazon kindle bella this is where you can upload weekly episodes or however often you want to post an episode I decided to do it this way because um, each week or every so often I interview women and I talk about our different experiences that we go through here in the United States. This series is specifically targeting and talking about the issues that African American women or Black American women face in the United States. Um, however, anyone can read it because I think in order to... Um, improve a problem you need to know what the underlying cause is and you have to understand people's experiences in order not to contribute to the things that are harming or being disruptive to that person's life so stay tuned so what are we talking about during this series we are talking about hair you know how it is um hard and difficult for us to go back to our natural roots because sometimes we don't feel comfortable because society has deemed our hair unprofessional. We're talking about the law that is being created and not even completely approved in all 50 states, the Crown Act, which will allow African-Americans to wear their hair in cultural appropriate styles that have been passed down to us from the ancestors. We are talking about the high infant mortality rate amongst African-American babies. We are talking about relationships. We are talking about um, how we are perceived in the workplace. We are talking about cultural appropriation. We are talking about a gamut of issues. We are even talking about um, different aspects of religion and how that plays a part and how we interact with each other within our own community. We're talking about colorism. We're talking about sexism. We're talking about homophobia. We're talking about all these things. And each time we talk about a thing, you'll, you'll, it'll say, okay, that's something I didn't really think about before because it's hard to see a situation if you're not directly impacted by it. One of the examples that I give is, um, I talk about a disabled lady, you know, she goes to a restaurant and she's in a wheelchair. There's no ramp. The doors are not wide enough, or maybe they don't have automatic doors. She goes to the restroom. There's no grip bars for her to use the bathroom appropriately, um, or give her aid. Those are things that are not at the forefront of an able-bodied person's mind because we're not directly affected by that. However, when someone that is disabled says, hey, these things are a problem for me, it's not good for me to try to center myself in a conversation where they're talking about their problems and just say, oh, well, you know, try to deflect and say, well, what about when I go here and then there's not this or that? It's like right at the moment, this woman needs help. Let's see what we can do to better aid her situation. So these are the types of things we're talking about. I'm going to post some clips of different conversations. 
But um, mostly I just want you to go to Kindle Vela and read the first episode, which is already uploaded. It's the intro. Thanks. Fitness since I was in the military for, so for like 20 plus years. But I often find a lot of times that as black women, we forego that part. It's always like we don't have time. We're always doing other things and not taking care of ourselves. Like we're always taking care of other people, but then we forget about ourselves. Like what is your experience with that? Fit the world, the fitness world, dealing with yourself, dealing with other women. I I, I agree with you. Like that was me. Mm -hmm. Like I just, like there's not being happy with how I felt and my body is what started me on my fitness journey. And that was like the catapult to everything else that started changing for the better in my life. So my experience with it was just um, feeling tired, feeling sluggish, having health issues like the high blood pressure, which runs in my family, which runs in most of our families. Um, and the doctors wanting me to go on all this medication. And I was in my early 30s. And mm -hmm. just seeing my mother, my aunts, just not being happy with their weight, not feeling good, being on medications. And I decided I didn't want that for myself. So I started researching. And I'm like, oh, these foods help this. And these exercises are good for that. And so I just started small, 10, 15 minutes a day before I went to work. Mm -hmm. And uh, what helped me was really just learning about my body. Like, these are the reasons that, these are the things that cause high blood pressure, not just treating with the medication. Right. But I want to find what the source was. Right. And that's, that's a good point that you just made. Um, a lot of times they Ladies, today we're talking about issues African-American women or Black-American women face in the United States. Um, the first topic we're going to talk about is hair. So there's a lot of situations going on. I know from my personal experience, one of the craziest things I had someone say to me is like I used to wear a lot of hair pieces when I was going natural because my hair was still short. And then one day I decided I wasn't going to wear the hair pieces anymore. And a white lady walked up to me and she was like, what happened to all your pretty hair? And for a moment, I was taken aback because I, first of all, it hurt me. And then the second part, it was like, wow, did you really just say that? And I was like, my pretty hair is growing from my scalp. And she didn't even realize what she had said. So have you ever experienced any type of um, microaggression regarding your hair? Um, I'm going to say yes. And so I too have struggled with the natural hair mm -hmm. journey, especially working for mm -hmm. Fortune 500 company um, and there being a lot of restrictions. So I went from Le Creamy Crack Right. <laughs> Let me crack it. Slick back. <laughs> I went from that to like just going natural. And so when I started out, I was I was a one all over, barely a one. I was very low. Um and I remember having the the feeling that I needed to get approval from my 
management team before I went in to work on Monday. So I literally text my manager a picture of my hair to get approval because I didn't want to be pulled into an office. Right. Big issues with hair. Growing up, um, I went to, my high school was, my freshman was predominantly white. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you know, I wanted my hair to lay flat so I could pull it back, too. Mm -hmm. And my hair doesn't grow down. My hair grows out. Mm -hmm. So I would always be trying to lay it and put the pins and my hair was just always nappy. And I did do the perming for years. Then one day I'm like, I think you want to have some curly hair. So I put a, what's that little S-curl thing yeah. in my hair, did that. And then by the time I got to wearing locks, mm -hmm. I worked in D.C., so, you know, D.C. is Chocolate City. That yeah, didn't that's Everybody had yeah. locks, you know, and all the schools, government had locks. It was ne it's never been a problem for me at the workplace, mm -hmm. at least that's been brought to me about mm -hmm. my hair. Because, um... And now this is a kind of one of those topics a lot of people, especially I feel like in our community, there's so much homophobia, so much anti um, against the LGBTQIA plus community. Like it's like Black Lives Matter. But then when you say what, a, what about trans women or what about trans men or what about lesbian or gay, they want to just push that part of it to the side. It's like, no, if you're going to say Black Lives Matter, we need to be talking about all the Black Lives. So how was that for you, like, finally coming to the realization that you need to be more open about your life? It was, so, it's like in our community, everyone knows LGBTQIA exists mm -hmm. in our community. A lot of us, or a lot of people that I know have someone we're related to who is, but we just don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. So... My cousin is out, and I. So my first marriage, mm -hmm. um, where my children are from, my first marriage, divorced, and then I met a woman who I married, mm -hmm. who's transitioned. She, he's a trans man. Mm -hmm. So all of that happened within our marriage, and when I married her. Before she transitioned, my family was like more more like um, a protective side because they were like, "Well, you don't really understand, or you don't really." And I'm like, "I don't have a particular label. I just like who I like. I'm attracted to people. So right. the gender is uh, not issue for me. <laughs> so my mom was is a pastor. <laughs> so." My mom was like, I'm not coming to the wedding. My aunt, who I'm very close with, was just like, your grandmother would be so disappointed in you. That's their, that's the road that they took. And I'm like, well, you know, sorry to hear that. This is what I'm doing. If you want to be a part of my life, then mm -hmm. it falls in your court. Within a year, they were all like, Let's meet. We wanted to apologize because they missed me. They said right. we missed you in our lives. So it it came around, but I never um, hit it 
Okay. So, and and two, they were. It was more their embarrassment. Like, well, what is what are people gonna think? And I'm like, well, I mean. I hope you enjoyed those clips. There will be more to come on Kindle Vela. I'm telling you, you have to check out the series. The intro is available right now. I would like to thank the ladies for joining me, for sharing their time with me, for telling me about their experiences. It's not easy to open up about things that have um, hurt us in the past, but the only way to get past those hurts is to actually put it out there. We are to lean on each other when we are weak and we are to to help just fix each other's crown and, you know, just do it with poison, do it with grace and do it in a way that we do not make the other person feel ashamed for the crown being, you know, tipped over or on the floor, rolling off to the side. We have to be each other's keeper. And I'm just telling you, go check it out on Kindovella. You're going to find things that you've experienced. You might find things that maybe you didn't experience, but you know someone who might need it down the road. Sometimes everything that we go through or sometimes things that we come across is not always for us. It's for us to share with someone else later down the road. I had to learn that. And a lot of other women have learned that as well. So like I said, thank you for joining us. Check it out on Kindle Bella. Um, you can find it in La Quinta Sanchez. Hey, sis, let me fix your crown. Thanks.